Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your WWE draft results. AEW marches towards double or nothing with the four pillars match being set in stone. Your WWE backlash predictions. Sonata with his first title defense at New Japan. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. It's that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggy, a.k.a. Omos only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. It's sitting <laughs> directly across from me. We have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Well played. I was getting ready to say he was uh, definitely a point of uh, contention discussion, if you will, at uh, our impromptu BFR draft. I, I still had to giggle when I did the timestamp on the uh, the pod last week. I was like, these jokers still didn't pick Omas. I can't believe it. You two ought to be ashamed of yourselves. As president and vice president of the Omas Appreciation Society, you two should be ashamed. The Omas Shame, 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 shame. And on that level, we know now as the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Man from Ringside podcast, volume 306, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. Um... It's their week of wrestling, nothing too big, but, you know, we're going to talk about it anyway. We are coming at you from beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. I mean, this is the nicest night that we've had for podcasting in a long time. And uh, we went through some doozies. We've had it rain. We've had snow. Check. We've had, pff, like, zero-degree weather that one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had it hot. This tonight is perfect. Uh, no two beers, Zach Pullman. Uh, sorry, three beers, Zach Pullman, uh, a.k.a. the human calendar. Um <laughs> Was pulled away tonight uh, for some fatherly duties he had forgotten about, so he might join us later depending on how things go with his kids' track meet. So keep your fingers crossed. So is that Uh what they call the, the strip club, the track meet? That's actually a pretty good name for a strip club, actually. The track, the track meet's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad name for, uh, for a strip club. Raise Boom Boom Room uh, and the track meet. <laughs> so I was telling Jason prior to us coming on the air that um, this week, uh, my uh, so the, the friend of mine who friend of ours who passed away a few weeks ago uh he and i played in a band to playing a couple bands together for a long time and so this memorial this big memorial thing that's coming up uh in a few weeks uh his parents wanted us to do some songs uh at it so we are going to be playing some songs at uh at off broadway in downtown st louis so we had to shake some rust off uh couple of the guys hadn't played in a while just so you know like i i held my own i sounded pretty fucking good um but anyway uh three of the guys that were there there were five of us there total uh three of the guys that were there were the three people that played our theme song and after i had done you know the first bong rip that i've probably done in 10 years nice. they said hey we have a surprise for you and then they played the band from ringside song live for brett and i in the room and 
I I can't I can't tell you how hard we were laughing and how cool how funny it was and how cool it was to see it live. So to Dan Reuter, Dustin Chaver, and Tom MacArthur, my boys, my homies, uh thank you for the impromptu uh performance and I expect another one. I'm jealous. Next weekend or next week. Uh, but not after a bong rip, because, man, I was fucking white-knuckling at home, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Say, damn, dog. It's like these songs take me in a time machine. Back to when I was 25, I thought I could hang out. Give me a fucking bong. I'm like, <laughs> you okay? I was not in a good place. Stone out of my mind. Amazing. But, uh, you know, without further ado, let's get to that three count. One, two, three. That's funny as shit. I was driving home like the wicked, like the wicked witch. I was like fucking just eyes like barely over the steering wheel. I was like, oh, you're okay. You're okay. Right? Just talking yourself down. Come on. Don't Jake. look at the sponsor. Don't look at the speedometer. You're good. You're good. You're doing 45. No, I'm speeding like a motherfucker. You look at the speedometer. You look back up. You're swerved all the way over. You're like, oh, shit. What the fuck, dude? There's only half a second. What you want to try, motherfucker? How did I swerve that much? Right. <laughs> oh shit! What count? Don't drive. Don't drive impaired. Right? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. All it's not jokes funny. Aside, all jokes aside, but your boy was probably. I wish I'd have been a fly on that wall for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Say, damn dog, you all right? You need me to drive? Not not healthy. I'm 43. <laughs> you should have this down by now. God damn it! No shit. What count is the uh, WWE draft? Um, obviously, Friday night SmackDown. Last Friday night SmackDown was night one, Raw uh, night two. Um, we'll just go over what we saw on SmackDown and Raw and kind of break it down a little bit, maybe do a little foreshadowing of what's to come. Uh, SmackDown starts with Roman, Paul, and Sola Sokoa as the number one overall pick. I guess this is where what I have the problem with it off the bat. I mean, you just can't pick Roman Reigns. I mean, damn. You can't come back and then pick Sol Sokoa. I mean, it's not like y'all don't have the control of the draft. This is where, as much as I was trying to talk myself into it, it was like, this is a good idea. I like Bill's idea. It should come every year so that way you can kind of like stamp it in your head. This is a tradition. It's going to happen at this point. Right off the bat, I was just like, dude, come on. You can't. I get what you're trying to do. I get it. But don't do it. Don't be WWE when you ain't got to be WWE. Just pick Roman Reigns. Just pick him. Come back and pick Solo Sokoa. Roman Reigns is, is, and Paul Heyman are basically attached to the hip, so they're going wherever. How's Paul Heyman a fucking draft pick? That's what I was thinking. Well, I mean, that was one of the things I was thinking. The other thing I was thinking of, wait a minute, Roman and it's not even like Roman and Solo are a tag team. Like, they've never tagged together. It's like, what? what? But then it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to apply logic to something that's completely illogical. It, it, so, it's like, there were, so, there were so many factions just picked. I mean, one of, I forget, I think SmackDown picked the, LW, the LWO. There's five people in it. Right. I was like, come on, man. This is, this destroyed. For the sake of time, I get it. But. It this was just done off backstage. And I was like, just, I was like, wait a minute. So they're just going to pick. Like, so they're actually going to do like the number one, two and three, four picks. And they're going to call that the first round. It's actually going to be the four biggest 
stars in the company. I forget what the other ones were. I didn't even write it. I wrote it down. I, I, didn't, even, it down. I didn't even write it down after I saw Roman Reigns solo go. I, like, I, was, I started writing it down. I was like, oh, fuck. But this, is, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Like... <laughs> the visual if there was a visual media Bill just threw the pen and just like hey, fuck this. Fuck I mean seriously, fuck this. No, it was it was getting a, a little ridiculous. Uh Cody, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but Cody Rose, number one overall pick for Raw. Second pick to SmackDown is Bianca Belair, and then Becky is Raw's second uh pick for the first round. Then you could go to second round, uh Picks Street Profits and Edge on the SmackDown side, Imperium Riddle on the Raw side, third round Lashley and the OC, which was, I was like, Jesus Christ, they're still alive, you know, it's good to at least know that they're uh, up and, you know, at least coming back, that was an indication that AJ Styles is at least on the road back to the Ooh. ring. Yeah, powerful comeback too. Wow. <laughs> Drew and Miz on the uh, the Raw side for the third round. And then fourth round, damage control, once again, still surprised that they're even together. One of the bigger surprises, uh, Ago Dawn and Alba Fry uh, brought up from NXT as the NXT Tag Team Champions on the women's side. We'll talk about that. I'm sure you got thoughts on that. And then Nakamura and Indy Hartwell, another surprise coming up from uh, NXT. Surprise being that she was the NXT Women's Champion and nonetheless drafted to Raw more fallout from that on NXT on Tuesday night. But that's basically the the first four rounds of the draft. Nothing really, I shouldn't say nothing really surprising per se. The multiple picks being the biggest surprise. Um, Damage control still together. Still a surprise. I guess we're going to drag that thing out. Um, I guess if there's, I hate to say like winners and losers, because when they did Raw, I had to start thinking, you know, who's going to look good, you know, who can come out ahead. Gunther feels like he's the one person that immediately came out ahead on the first night. At some point, he drops the IC title, but he's in on the side where it's a non-Roman Reigns world title. So he can go against, you know, whomever the champion is, and it feels like he would have a legitimate chance, even against Roman, I think he would have a legitimate chance of taking the title. Um in non kayfabe style. In kayfabe, all bets are off. You know, it would be Imperium and the Bloodline on the outside beating the shit out of each other while Roman and Gunther are on the inside. So that would be a uh, just a shit show, to say the least. Um, on the Raw side, we'll go over that real quick. First round picks, uh, SmackDown gets Austin Theory and Charlotte. Rhea Ripley and Seth go to Raw. Second round picks, Uso and LWO uh, go to SmackDown. KO and Sammy, Judgment Day go to Raw. Third round, Asuka, MIA, and Brawl and Bruce go to SmackDown. Liv and Raquel, that's the other thing. Um, Liv, Raquel, and New Day go to Raw. Let me stop right there. As tag team champs, I think you should be able to bounce from any show. These, the women tag team champs should bounce from any show. They're not, you know, shouldn't be contractually bound, quote unquote, to one show. Sammy and KO, at some point, I think it's gonna, it's going to have to be time that they drop one of the titles. I, I would like them to do it, you know, voluntarily, you know, look like, you know, nice baby faces. Here's your shit back because, you know, the Usos been running rough shot with two titles for damn near a year, a year plus, I'm sorry. You know, here's the title back, whichever show they, you know, they're on SmackDown or they're on Raw. Give the SmackDown titles back. You have a tournament, crown new SmackDown champions, neither here nor there. 
last round, Karrion Cross and LA Knight go to SmackDown. Trish, whatever, and Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler go to Raw. Um, Ronda Rousey, how the mighty have fallen. No she shit. gets taken in the fourth round, in the quote unquote fourth round. As a tag team, oh my gosh! I bet she's, I bet she's gonna be so mad. She's probably gonna walk down that ramp so mad. She's gonna be wearing her leather jacket. She's gonna say, "I'm so mad." I'm a heel now. I'm gonna look mad when I'm a baby. Face, I'm smiling. Um. So okay. So this was stupid. Uh, <laughs> like I, nothing about it interested me except for a couple things. First thing being. Uh, Gunther to Raw and Austin Theory to SmackDown. That that is interesting to me. I am interested in seeing what Gunther uh, does on Raw because Gunther is a super interesting wrestler. I'm psyched to see where this year takes him. I think he's only lost one time since he's been to WWE, and I think it was Dragonoff. I don't think he's lost. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, you make me think. I don't, I don't think that he's lost. So they obviously have big things for him. Uh, something, somebody else said this week, and I can't remember who it was, but they were like, "Man, if a guy, oh, it's because he got married." And I don't know if you saw the pictures of him getting married, but he was wearing that suit. That suit wasn't wearing him. Some people, some people get worn by the suit. Agreed. Some people wear suits. He wore that suit. He wore that fucking suit. Yep. And uh, it was pointed out on Twitter that you know if somebody makes that big of a commitment to drop those LBs and just keep those LBs off right. and look how, how he looks, that that says something to the guys in the back. That says, hey, this is a guy that we can trust. This is a guy that we can put something big on. This is a guy that we can put the company on his shoulders if we need to. The you brand know? on his shoulders if you need to. For sure. So I, I'm very interested to see where Gunther goes in 2023. I'm actually like kind of – um, there's, there's just a little off, little off, little off subject, but the three guys, actually probably four guys that I'm looking to in 2023 to see what they do. Let's see if these guys are actually going to move up the card Right, is Gunther, Solo, Riddle, and, uh, Montez, uh, would be the guys. I was surprised to see the Street Profits stay together, especially Ditto. how much they fucking teased it. It's Ditto. like, why would you guys tease it that much and then not do it? There were no, there were no shockers. They didn't split up any. The, I, the only thing that they didn't do was uh, draft the Usos with the Bloodline. It's like, so wait a minute. So now you guys can only book the top of the card again, but whatever. Gunther and Austin Theory interested me. The only other interesting things to me, because I don't care who's on what show. Basically, because when when shit gets down, it doesn't matter. They they both start going between both shows. It really doesn't matter. They don't do raw pay per views and SmackDown pay per views anymore. They right. tried that for a while and then they got away from it. That might have been a Vince thing. I, I might like to see Triple H bring it back. The NXT call ups are interesting to me, and not just because I watch NXT. It's because. I, I'm like, okay, so who's going to make it up here? Like, who's going to, like, we got JD McDonough uh, going to Raw. He called himself on NXT the other night. He said, I've been waiting 20 years to call myself the Monday Night Madonna. Damn. I'm interested to see where that goes. Okay. Just that one line. Uh, Indy Hartwell uh, voluntarily gives up her belt on Tuesday. NXT, she was in a walking boot. Um, but you know, as somebody who has watched her since she came in, she really has grown as a performer. 
and I I like her quite a bit. No, there's I, a ceiling. That's a, it's a, I wouldn't say a high ceiling, but there's I think there's room for Indy Hartwell on the main roster for sure. Zoe Stark goes to Raw. Now, there, uh, there is someone that I think has a high ceiling. I, I expect her to be a women's champion at some point. Yeah, I think people are real high on her backstage also. Um, let's see here. Katana Boys. Chance and Caden Carter, that's shocking to me because they've always been <laughs> – it's always like what are these two indie wrestlers like? Like when I say indie wrestlers, like, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, yeah, yeah. What are the, they just don't scream stars? They don't speak, scream main roster to me. No, not at all. In the share does. They're on Raw. I would like to see them do with Veer and Sanga what they should have done with the Authors of Pain, and that they didn't do. Mm. Los Lotharios forgot about those guys. Uh, Raw drafted. Odyssey Jones? I wouldn't be I surprised. This morning. I wouldn't be surprised if Zach doesn't know who Odyssey Jones is. Because <laughs> because he only I, I mean, I know that you do because because you know everything. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but, but you're not going to be surprised by any names on here. But Odyssey Jones is a guy that wasn't on NXT very much at all. He's a, he got hurt for right. a while there and when they switched from Black and gold to NXT 2.0. He was like one of the first like big guys that they tried to bring out and introduce or whatever. He was on a few shows. He got hurt. I, I can't remember what it was. And he was gone for a hot minute. Yep. And then he just, you know, came back, let's just say, within the last six months or whatever the case may be. I mean, yeah, but not really. Like, he came back and kind of like he kind of okay, had a couple matches. Like, that's yeah, where I stopped watching. He's, so he's, that's not, he's not somebody that's on TV every week. Okay, so... I'm not sure exactly. Even if I don't watch NXT, I, I look at the recap and I write down everything, and I would be writing down. I know that I don't write like Odyssey, Odyssey Jones, Jones down. So. You know, like I know that I write Briggs and Jensen every week, even though I never watch their segments. Right. But I know that they're there. You know, Odyssey Jones, I can't even picture his face. Like when I picture him, I picture Viscera. <laughs> I mean, basically. <laughs> if I could, if I didn't he's not see that, his he's face. He's not that big. If I didn't see his face recently, I would have a hard time. Uh, picture in his face. Your boys pretty deadly get called up. They're on SmackDown. I think this is another reason why I think at some point KO and Sammy just need to, in, in kayfabe style, <laughs> I would just have them drop the SmackDown tiles and then just do a tournament versus having it in a scenario where a pretty deadly or the Street Profits or somebody like that challenges for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships versus Unified Tag so Team here's, Championships. So here's where I see pretty deadly. I see pretty deadly because I'm high on them. They, I, I they, like them too. They are they are very talented. They can be funny when they need to be, and they can be mean when they need to be, which is my favorite type of heel. I would love to see them in a three-man faction with a heel Seth Rollins. Like, that would be cool to me. Like, them two mm-hmm. flanking Rollins as he comes out. All three of them very flamboyant. Yeah. Very goofy, yeah, you know. Yeah. You can't have him join Rollins now because Rollins right, is a bit, face. Yeah, he's way too and, old as a baby face now. And, you, and they can't be faces right off the bat. No. Not with those shirts. No. <laughs> um, Not at all. You're going to get made fun of. Hit Row got drafted, which is... You know, good for them. Shotzi was drafted on television. It's like, I can't believe, like, I forget that she exists. No offense, Shotzi. Shotzi, Boogs, Pretty Deadly, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. And then the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Who is Mr. Irrelevant this year? Grayson Waller. 
I did see that. I was kind of like, okay. He's got the most upside of any singles wrestler that I just named going to the main roster. Grayson Waller on SmackDown, I think, is really good because you you can give him his own segment at some point. Miz is on Raw, so obviously you have Miz TV. What's Grayson Waller's uh, segment called? The the Grayson Waller effect? Some shit like that. The Grayson Waller effect. Okay, there you go. That's going to. That'll be your talking segment on SmackDown. Not even to mention the fact that just the physical talent of Grayson Waller alone, I think, could get him easily a mid-card title uh, title reign at some point in the next year. And I'm talking year from May to May. That at that point, I can see it happening. But I do like Grayson Waller coming up. I thought it was time for him to come up in NXT. He probably wasn't going to be the champion, but I thought he outgrew. The NXT brand, if that makes sense. I agree. I mean, he's to me, he screams main roster. Yeah, he 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 has it. He has it all. He's Logan Paul, but just more full time. Yeah, and I, you know, we're not gonna do a take. We're not gonna do a count on NXT or whatever. But I kind of like leaving Braun Breaker down there. Like, let him have his babyface run, which they definitely did. They definitely let him have it for a long time. Now he's doing his heel thing, and he seems to be enjoying himself. You know, they did a double turn, basically, with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and I like seeing Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes as a babyface also. So let those guys guys cook a little bit down there. You know, let them... As much as I would love to see either or, Braun obviously been the one that was the most likely to come up. I don't have a problem with them waiting on uh, on either one because both of those guys are going to be the future of WWE main roster 10 years from now. Tough question, impossible to answer, and we'll never remember that I asked you it. <laughs> Which one is more likely to show up in the 2024 Royal Rumble? Um, I mean, honestly, like... It's probably Braun, I mean... It's probably Braun, but I could see it being Carmelo. I can too. see hell. I can see both of them at that point. Yeah, you know, they're they're good. Both yeah. of them are good. Both of them are, are going to be on the main roster in twenty twenty four. If you if you forced me to pick one or the other, I would still pick Braun, and it's not, and that's not a knock against Carmelo Hayes. I just think that no. Braun Breaker feels like the one they they would pick first. It's pedigree. It's, yeah, there's that too. It's I one mean, and one A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmelo Hayes is nothing wrong with being one A in this scenario because I think, especially now when you have a second title, you can have them both come up. You can maybe tease a you know unification match between the two. Them being on NXT isn't the worst thing in the world. It's probably going to do them really good in the long run because a year from now you'll have you know in theory some guys gone, and then you can have Braun and uh, Carmelo come in. And slide in, take those spots, and you know, build them up from there. So, yeah, I'm not. A, I don't have a problem with that at all. All right. So I know it's your count. No, uh, but it's our podcast. That's right, baby. Um, but uh, I'm gonna throw out. We're not gonna go through both Raw and SmackDown, but I'm gonna throw out some shit, and you just give me your thoughts on it. Um, La Knight goes over Butch, clean in about eight or nine minutes. Uh, what does this say about either one of them? Um, I don't think it says anything about Butch, but I think quietly it might reinforce a L.A. Knight money in the bank um, at least run of some sort where he wins it and follows Roman Reigns around, follows 
the new world champion around. I would let's just say for the sake of argument, in this case is Seth Rollins. Ellie Knight's your early pick for Money in the Bank. Uh, it it makes a lot of fucking sense because honestly, he's over it. with the crowd. He'd be great. And, with the, he'd and be I great think, with the briefcase. With the briefcase and a mic in hand, I think that would be very very entertaining. I don't think he would successfully cash in, and I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. He wouldn't be the first. He would just be, in a, you know, John Cena's in that list. So, I mean, you know, you, you'd be in good company. But I think really and truly, if he won it, and I, that's my early pick, he would be really entertaining. Him and Roman Reigns, you know, tete-a-tete, I think that would be fun. Him and Seth Rollins, tete-a-tete, I think would be fun. So, yeah, I'll go with uh, L.A. Knight as someone, as a, as a winner in the uh, WWE draft. Karrion Cross attacks Shinsuke Nakamura backstage. Says TikTok to him, I think. I mean, that's I imagined it. Uh, <laughs> so, this happened on SmackDown, which was right. night one of the draft. Right. Nothing happened with... Oh, Nakamura ended up on Miss TV on Raw. Right. Karrion Cross got drafted to SmackDown. Nakamura right. got drafted to Raw. Right. Are they just... Did they just mess up? Um, I think this is part of the... I don't, I don't think they messed it up. I just think that it, it this is a filler match. This match is going to take place at Backlash. I think it's like a curtain. Oh, it's like the dark match or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's not even on the main show. This is why I was saying to you because a lot of things don't make sense. Like Bianca and Rhea both have title defenses at Backlash. I would assume both would retain. So then on Monday... Raw uh, next week, you have both Ronda. I'm sorry, Ronda. I'm th- I'm thinking about the title switch, and I'm using Ronda. I'm thinking Charlotte and Ronda when it's really Bianca and Rhea. Ultimately, you're going to have to have a title switch like you did the last time where Bianca has to cough up. Basically, you know, at same time, motherfucker, same time. So, number one, hopefully. That went well. Yeah. it You know, it, it doesn't go shit to bed like it did the first time. But secondly, I think. Part Made for great pods. <laughs> you was pissed off about that. I think ultimately, still kind of. It. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody says I hold a grudge. I think it reinforces the fact that if you if you're going to do the draft every year, it needs to be at the same time, same place, so that way you can book this a little better. Because things like Nakamura and Cross wrestling, but then going to different brands shouldn't happen. Ronda, Bianca, and. Rhea winning the, these titles, or Rhea just winning it recently, the SmackDown title at WrestleMania. Okay, that's great, but now you're going to have to hand the title over to Bianca in a title switch. I get it. You know, maybe down the line this is going to be a WrestleMania title match so you can, you know, play into that a little more. But, I mean, ultimately the, the theory is stupid. You shouldn't have to get to this point to now all of a sudden scramble. This should have been thought out weeks, months ahead of time to where now if you were going to do the draft, this is how we're going to do this, this is how we're going to do that, and figure it out to where it makes much more logical sense. This felt like a Vince McMahon WWE draft and not a Triple H WWE draft. This podcast is not going to be rated very high by our dozens of fans <laughs> because i'm just agreeing with you <laughs> give it time give it time it's good to say you know how it works uh so yeah i agree with pretty much everything that you said 
the OC comes out. Whew, I felt bad for the Viking Raiders here. Uh, they they were just out there to take a bunch of shit from the OC. AJ Styles comes up. He says, "Yeah, you know, with his mom haircut, and he Stop. he sits on the turnbuckle. He says, OC." Do your thing. <laughs> and uh, the OC beats up the Viking Raiders, and AJ gives one of them the right. uh, phenomenal forearm and says, we're just getting started. So where are you at uh, with the OC? OC is going to SmackDown. Once again, another reason to break up the tag team titles if you really want to try to get some sort of... Let me ask you something a little bit more specific. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Um, are you excited to have AJ Styles back? AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the world, so you, you should no always doubt. be excited about that. A potential Roman Reigns-AJ Styles match on the, you know, is something else to be excited about. Good brothers are who they are. Mia Yim is who, is who she is, and unfortunately... That's not the best thing in the world for this scenario because I think she could be doing so much more. Ultimately, yes, I'm excited for AJ to be back. I'm not necessarily excited for the OC to be back, if that makes sense. That does make sense. That pretty much echoes exactly what I was thinking because I just think AJ needs a shakeup because, like you said, he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. When he gets allowed, when he's allowed to cut loose, homeboy cooks. Yeah. And now in this scenario, I think it'd be a scenario. It, yep. it would be a good time to at least have AJ go on a little run, get him some wins. And it, the sad part about it is Roman is running out of t- uh, title contenders. AJ is a legitimate title contender. You could build him up and have him wrestle Roman at some point in 2023. Is there any chance that AJ takes the belt off of Roman, or is he just fodder? I think he's just fodder. Uh, Cody Rhodes had – Obviously on Raw, but I don't. Honestly, I don't think that matters. Somehow, some way, I think Cody Rhodes navigates the Raw roster, and then you, you get back to a scenario where you can get him across through Roman and do it again. Thank fucking God that we have AEW and AJPW because I have the feeling that they are going to let Roman carry this belt until next year's WrestleMania, and. That is good. That I'm already so. That's a great segue by me. Uh, you know, bounce pass to myself. Laying it in myself. <laughs> say, All right, Tracy McGrady. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great segue into what was the final or uh, what the main event was, which was Sami Zayn and KO versus the Usos, which ended in another schmoz. They are getting lazy with these endings, guys. You guys, you guys, God, give me something else. Oh, oh, what? Hold on a second, everybody. Live from the track beat. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have the human calendar. Zach Pullman, what's going on, human calendar? Beautiful what's the house. I am 100% at a track meet. Uh, yeah, middle school track meet, everybody. Uh, say go, Dexter. Uh, pulled up, got to see him do the long jump. And a few guys have been to a track meet, there's a whole lot of standing around. And I was like, why don't I just stand around and do the podcast? Yeah, there we so, go. Are you away from people so that you don't get, you don't have to have a restraining order to be 500 feet away from schools in case you could drop a couple cum jokes? Well, uh, don't tell anybody, <laughs> but I shouldn't be here already. But I am also away from people. 
<laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, we 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 already went through the draft and we went through the NXT call ups, and now we're just going through over some general stuff. Uh, so what we were just saying was the main event from SmackDown with Sami Zayn and KO versus the Usos, and then Solo and Riddle come out with Heyman saying tonight's your night to Uso or to Solo. I'm sorry, and then Riddle kind of spoiled that plan. I said they're kind of getting lazy with these Usos, Sami Zayn, KO uh, finishes. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, this was definitely hyped as a rematch, a WrestleMania main event rematch. And the match itself was pretty good, but um, yeah, it just kind of felt flat. Uh, I, I, I would agree. They're, they're stretching this thing out, and I think it's reached its zenith, and Everybody needs to move on um, at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I mean, you see the things that you see the looks that KO and Sammy are giving to each other. It's like, nah, it's like it doesn't feel like they're moving on from this. Uh, I think at least goes to SummerSlam. At some point, you have to have. Goes to SummerSlam. At some point, you have to have Solo turn on his own blood. It's not going to happen at Backlash. Not going to happen at Saudi. Probably not going to happen in, uh, in London. SummerSlam is the next big show. August feels like it's far away, but it ain't that far away. Man, death, death is coming, isn't it? For all of us. <laughs> I, can, I can see that uh, moving slower with the, the solo, the bloodline, that turn. But I just feel like, you know, those belts have been on Lucas for so long. Just have like KO and Cena just wrestling dudes and starting new programs. Like it's fine to take this up to Backlash or whatever, you know, as far as a rematch. And they just rematched them. They just rematched them on a SmackDown. So like, just be done with it and let's freshen up the tag team scene. I know they don't give a shit about tag teams, but that's my soapbox moment. Right. Uh, so, okay, so we got all our pre-stuff out of the way. You guys ready to start the podcast? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, shit. Zach just knows something? I think he knows. He knows so the muted. fuck I'm just muted. I'm muted. He's, wa- he's watching the triple jump. Right. <laughs> he's watching. Is that, is that what they call it on the stage he's watching, he's watching some 12-year-old throw a shot put 22 feet. Uh, that, is, that is accurate as hell. I'm right next to the shot first. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, Bo and I, Vice and I, were texting each other last night about how great the opening segment was on Raw after they got past the draft part between Heyman and Seth Rollins. Uh, it's unbelievable how over Seth Rollins is with this character. I might have said the exact same thing last week, and if I did, I apologize. But, man, it is unbelievable how over he is as a baby face. And then uh, Solo comes out. So what do you think about that, Zach? Uh, I did not get to watch all of these. Actually, I had him on, but I was working uh, while I had him on. So uh, full disclosure, uh, you'll have to skip me on this one. Jason. Um. I like the fact that Seth is, at least they booked him to keep reminding people that he's the last person to beat Roman Reigns, obviously via DQ at uh, Royal Rumble. As much as I'm not a Baron Corbin fan, I've always said that he should have been booked to be saying he was the last guy to pin Roman Reigns, but neither here nor there. Um, 
it, it sets up a, a couple of different scenarios. If Cody can beat Roman Reigns, you can do Cody and Seth and tease a a unification match there. You could do Seth versus Roman, tease a unification match there. So, I mean, to me, Seth Rollins is going to be the guy that is, is going to be very, very interesting to watch in 2023. At some point, I expect him to be the champion on the Raw side, and then how long he holds it will be a nice, interesting uh, scenario. Drew McIntyre, somebody I think that should have been a champion with fans around, I think, him going on the raw side, big winner. We're going to call winners and losers because I think he'll have a chance to at least be a champion in front of fans, whether he's a babyface or not, that will be determined. But, uh, no, the, this was a good segment because it took a lot of things. One of our biggest problems with WWE is that they for, they treat us like idiots and it's like the past never happened. This time they were, were, make, were cognizant of the fact to bring the past back and played it into present time. Um, you know how you always call me the quarterback of the show? Yep. Sometimes quarterbacks got to call an audible. And while we have two beers, Zach Pullman, on the phone, get we're going to use two beers, Zach Pullman, get on the em. phone. So let's get to that two count. One, two, three. I mean, we talked enough main roster shit. Yeah, we're good. Uh, so two beer. I know that you're not at home. I know that you're out and about. Uh, what's the two count? If you need some prompting from me, I'm happy to do it. Uh, let's go with Don uh, uh, uh just because I'm going to skip. You know, I'm going to I'm going to share it up, and I only watch half the dynamite. Okay, so, all right, that's uh, fine. I watched all Don Takiu, and actually, there was a it wasn't a road to Don Takiu. It was a it was a Satsumi. Need, no Koji or something along those lines. Uh, tai Chi versus uh, Shingo. Did you guys see this match? Yeah, I, I was about to say, I watched the whole Oh, smash. actually, I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh, unbelievably, like, while, while I'm on here, who knows, my time might be limited. Uh, they sold 50,000 tickets to Wembley Stadium for AEW. I got to talk about that real quick. They sold uh, we didn't talk about this. 50,000? 50,000, and that's Is that pre-sale, pre-sale. Or, did, or did they actually sell start selling tickets? I knew that it was going to be uh, this week. General sale starts tomorrow. Okay. Uh, not saying that they're going to sell it out or anything, but I feel like a lot of people that want to go to the show probably got their hands on a pre-sale code. What's but, the I mean, date they, on that? The 27th of August, I think. Sounds right. Yeah, the week, right. the week before Labor Day weekend, because it's the week before All Out. Yeah, because they're going to do... The Wembley show and all out one week, the twenty seventh, and then the Labor Day weekend they'll do all. Uh, so the they Chicago have a lot show. of time to sell another forty thousand tickets. Yeah, yeah, and they haven't even announced a single match no. or a single person that's going to be on the card. No. Time to announce Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Bischoff. Bill Goldberg is all elite. <laughs> I could see uh, that maybe uh, oh, no. for that for for that show. Um, I think they no, probably I will do that mass so quick. <laughs> see, damn, be standing outside Joey's house, that my show over yet, man. Damn, still can't believe you did that. Hey, 
Principles, <laughs> baby. All right. Go ahead, Zach. I really, thought, anyway, you, I really um, thought you were going to do Dynamite, and you do Dothaku. Okay. All right. Hey, but, it's, your, uh, it's your count, we dude. Do, we, can, uh, we, can, we can do that since we're, we're already on the team. Um, so, sorry to switch it up on everybody. but uh, No problem. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you guys – I mean, that's massive. That's, a, that's an amazing success. Like, 50,000 just – I mean – even if it was August 26th and they had sold 50,000 tickets, it's amazing. The fact that they sold that many this early, um, I mean, that's going to establish AEW as like a global brand. It's, awesome. it's legit astounding to me. No, I would say we said roughly to guess 90 is, is capacity. We said if they did 60, that would be a success. Is Wembley Stadium – how much of the draw is Wembley Stadium here? I'm not. I'm not the biggest soccer guy. Like, is it because it's at Wembley Stadium? It's, Wembley Stadium is a big deal. Is it, it? Would it be the same thing? Like, it's probably the best example. But if they were like, "Hey, we're doing dynamite at Fenway or something," um, uh, so it's the second largest stadium. It's the second largest open air stadium in the entire world. Next to the Big House, next to Rocky Top. I mean, it's not. As I don't big, know. It's not as big as those, right? Those are over one hundred thousand a piece. Um, for, a, for a football game, not okay, even for l- wrestling. Okay, let's just let's go like this. this let's go like content. this. No, let's go like this. And I've heard it on a podcast, and it and it made sense to me. And I was just like, oh, you know. So I'll try to equate it here. This is AEW's WrestleMania three from the Silverdome. When you didn't think that they could sell ninety three thousand, you mean the Superdome, right, Hulk? No, not at all. Superdome, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I remember. I was about to say I know the difference because I remember where I was. Mad as fuck that Hulk Hogan was going to beat Andre. Really, Joey's. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about when Hogan said Silverdome instead yeah. of Superdome. <laughs> now that and I remember, I was like, "What the fuck did he just say?" Really, Joey's place on Cleveland. Yeah, but. Uh, I think this is the same scenario. It, it, it's it's very equivalent to it. AEW, as as much as it feels like it's been around, and it hasn't been around. At least it feels around, it's been around for the length of the podcast. It hasn't really been around. It, they are looking for the next crowning moment. The original All In sets the table. AEW being crowned or being, you know, formed as a promotion there's the next step so now we're waiting for the next step this is it if they can sell it if they do ninety thousand, which is almost kind of realistically possible at this point if the 50 is a real number and it's a legit number it's three, obviously that's three and halfway and a half months home. away right yeah so 70 to, 80 was, feels so a- very realistic at this point yeah, I mean, I feel like especially once they announce CM Punk, because that's why it happened. I know we're not talking about that even this week. <laughs> don't want to do it, but uh, that'll put some butts it. in the seat. Okay, um, all right, we got to figure yeah. out a, a penalty for every week we no, say his name. No, to be a penalty. It's just let's just you know we're on the honor system. You know, if he needs to be brought up, we'll bring him up. If shit happens, shit happens. I'm just I, I'm sick of this giving this guy all the fucking attention. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, CK uh, tweeted out fifty. Uh, we knew that they had thirty six in like the first couple hours. Uh, I know I correct myself. I just looked it up. It's the second largest stadium in Europe. That makes a lot more sense. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's also now it's going to be the uh, most well attended like in London uh, history outside of the SummerSlam uh, for 1992, and they're they're probably going to break the gate um, for SummerSlam because of the inflation and stuff. But uh, just absolutely monumental. And I mean, this is not a t-shirt company. It's not a pissing company. Uh, WWE is even more popular than AEW is in Europe. And uh, it just goes to show, like, you do something cool, you go big or you go home. And they went big. So Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, don't I, know. I respect the shit out of it. I'm, I can't wait to see what the main event is. I don't think it, it uh, should be pushed aside that they're doing Wembley the same way that WWE is doing Wembley. Um, same stadium, obviously, you know, decades in between, but nonetheless, if you can have something else over WWE whenever you have the opportunity to do so, then by all means, I say that's when you you get the chance to do it. Like you said, the biggest – Let's just go with the assumption that, you know, 50K is a real number. It's a legit number. That's crazy when you haven't even announced a match yet. That's the wildest part and to me. It's a, it's a general sale, and they haven't even announced the match. Uh, or, or it's a pre-sale, and they haven't announced the match. Right. Um, that, to me, yeah. is a, a, a great indication of what AEW can do on a global scale whenever they want to try to start doing that. And the fact that it's a a brand that people know. So for the WWE shields, like, you know, AEW's going to fold, you know, next year, the year after, the year after. No, it's not going to fold. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. So it's time to get off that soapbox. Let's move the goalposts back a little more and figure out the next thing that you can try to run down AEW about. A part of me wants to to try to like. I'm sorry. All the Vincels are going to be like, "Oh, they didn't fill the stadium." Even if there's ninety thousand, there's like ninety-two thousand. Right. Like, oh, they did not fill the stadium. I was getting it's ready to say, look, look, they didn't fill uh, SoFi at uh, WrestleMania on either night, but I thought those crowds were hot, and it was a good fucking you know environment to be in, and it was a good atmosphere to watch from afar. I would been. At this point, it was already must-see TV to begin with, number one. Now you're telling me that they're halfway home to 90,000, and then number three, they haven't announced a fucking match yet? Man, give me a motherfucking break. So, you know how you say that? Just imagine. Go go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was going to say, just imagine the the Adam Cole baby of a minimum of 50,000 people. Right. Or the, oh, Zach Saber, dude. Yeah, because you know that those guys. A lot Kevin of guys Osprey, are be, be uh, <laughs> Oh my God! Just keep me alive until August, God, please. August twenty seventh. You said main event, Bill. Uh, what do, What do you think? If you were doing it, what would you make the main event? Sting versus MJF, career versus title. Oh man, that's good. God damn, you ain't. Shit. That's real good. I wish I would. I wish I would have made that up. I didn't make it up. <laughs> I, I saw that, but I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty fucking good. I'll say it's, it's Jeff Jarrett versus 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 Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh, I would do that too. <laughs> I'm like, who made this goddamn poster? Is this the fucking joke or what? Uh, what would you do, Zach? Uh, Omega Osprey for the uh, either. Um, Hang on now. You've got the, you've got the the you know the uh, 
what do you call they it? Have the Dominion belt. match in, in, I guess that's what June twelfth. That's Dominion. So, kind of remember that as you're going to make the main event. In yeah, August. I guess I guess you're going to have to. I guess you're going to have to have the main event be for your AEW title, though. So that's what Tony does. Um, I feel like you got to do Omega Osprey on that card. Um, like I said before, I'd have I'd have Osprey lose at Dominion and then have him win it in front of fifty thousand plus people in the UK. Um, I think that would be amazing. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, uh, I feel like you're, it's probably going to be you know MJF's probably going to have the title. I know you could probably switch it up at that point. Um, dude, I don't. Or you do. You cannot have MJF main event Wembley Stadium. I'm sorry, just not not yet. It's just not. It just it it just doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I don't have a problem with him as champion, and that match with Danielson was uh, phenomenal. Transcendent. But, yeah. Uh, I I do think, yeah, you know, I feel like Omega's the guy. Um, to headline this thing, and I feel like Osprey is his best sparring partner, unless you do another Omega Okada. It's always it's for, for me in my head. It's something with a New Japan guy or Punk versus MJF. I think you could do it with MJF and Punk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm still so sour on him that like I, I know what you're saying. Uh, it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me, and I can't get rah rah about it right now. But I do hear what you're saying. It is box office stuff. As I was, uh, he's our biggest star. Yep, that's why he's not fired yet. He and he, that's yep. why he's not going to be fired because he's our biggest star. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, it's fun to fun to think about. But he also got the forbidden door and stuff, and that's where we're kind of getting into the weeds. And I'm just like, oh, you know, it's like that's you know, where a lot I of these think you can do want to see. That's where I think you could do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just say a lot of the matches I want to see at Wembley. I want to see a Forbidden Door like a month beforehand, like Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Would you rather see that at Forbidden Door in like Chicago, or would you rather see like 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 I said, like sixty thousand people saying, "Oh, Zack Sabre Jr." and like while Brian Danielson beats the shit out of him? Right. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather see Danielson versus Sabre Jr. in Chicago, right? Actually, it's in really? Toronto, but yeah. neither here nor there. Um, I, I, I mean, oh, I think point still so stands. No, 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 no. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I'd rather see it in an indoor stadium where it's louder and a little bit crazier. Mm, I see. Or you could just do it twice, make it fifty-fifty. Or the SJ wins both times. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun too. Um, you know, what's real fun is that I was uh, quarterbacking, and I threw it to Zach thinking he was going to do AEW Dynamite, and he decided to do Don Taku, and then we decided to do 20 minutes on Wembley Stadium instead. It's still AEW. It just just shows, like, I'm, you know, I'm a quarterback. I'm just like Tony Banks. Just throwing picks. You know what you did? If you you threw me a lateral, and then I just ran around in the backfield for 20 minutes. 
and uh, got myself out of breath. And now I'm going to get over the, the scrimmage line uh, to the goal field. Oh, uh, oh. Start with the. Okay, stop. Stop. I, I use, love you. Are, are those all the right? Are those you. all the right words? You, you were good all the way up until like the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Probably like 15. You were doing so well, though. No, I, I, I think oh, it's man. a legitimate. We were talking about it, you know, the 50,000 tickets and. I think it's a legitimate discussion to have because, like I said, it, to me, this makes AEW even more so of a viable, legitimate promotion that is going to be around for the next three to five years, probably longer than that. So in that scenario, I think it's it's legitimate to talk about. And at that point, yeah, I was going to say, I, I was surprised that you even watched uh, New Japan to both of you guys, especially you over here with the – the way your calendar's set up, give me a fucking break. There's no way in hell I expected you to be watching a, a New Japan show last night. Oh, it was great fun. It was a really good show. Okay, so we're talking AEW, I'm assuming that, yeah? It's, you know, it's Zach's count. I, I pitch it to him. All right. I'll uh, I'll move on with the, uh, the, the Dynamite because uh, I saw most of it, but it wasn't like a, a huge... Uh, I don't know. We can kind of breeze probably through it. Um, Oven up, eight man, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bandito, and Orange Cassidy against Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, really, like, it was a pretty fun match, like, pretty fun opener, but uh, I think the main thing was just furthering his Jericho storyline. He came out in to do commentary in the very uh, polarizing Britt Baker black eye t shirt. No shit. Um, Pretty good. Bandito looked really good in this match. Did a lot of his power moves. It was very fun. And, um, yeah, and then uh, after the match, they did a big old, um, you know, uh, brawl with Cole and Jericho. And that even went on to later <laughs> on. And Britt Baker got in Jericho's face. Called him, I think she called him Bitch Jericho and slapped him in the face. So, uh, anyway, uh, not a lot to say just further in this feud. You guys have thought. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on the shirt because I just learned about this about an hour before we started taping. Well, it was the best-selling shirt of the week. Um, so I think that just answers the question of, like, uh, the merits of it. Like, I think it's ridiculous for uh, people to be offended by or for uh, people to have, like, kind of false uh False pearl grasping. Tell the about. Pe- tell the people what the shirt was, and tell the people what the controversy was, please. It is a picture of Britt Baker's face, and say and it's she has a super, black eye. Say it's super loud so all the other parents can hear you. No, no, no! Don't you do that! Don't you do that! Don't you do that! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, picture of Britt Baker's face. She's got a black eye, and uh, that is the extent of the the picture. It's black T-shirt, and um, I guess. People were getting upset because it supports or encourages domestic violence. And uh, Britt fired back on Twitter and said, if this is a shirt with a man's face, like, nobody would be batting an eye, which they wouldn't. So, total double standards. Double standards exist uh, in our society, unfortunately. But, um, I don't know, True. a lot of people were up in arms about it. A lot of people were, um, you know, didn't give a shit. A lot of people liked it. Um, I don't have any strong feelings about it. Uh, I think it's crazy to get mad about something like that. Um, don't buy the shirt. I wouldn't want to wear the shirt because, I don't know, wrestling shirts in general, not a lot of them. Like, some of them are cool and some of them are just embarrassing. Um, I wouldn't just, I just wouldn't wear that shirt. 
The no, rest, just, I don't really care about it. The wrestling shirts that I wear the most are my New Japan shirt, which is just the the standard New Japan logo. Because if you don't know, you don't know. But if you know, you fucking know. You know what I mean? Yes. And the other, the yeah, other, that's perfect. The other wrestling shirt that I wear the most is just the Champa one, the Blackheart one. It's same thing. It's got nothing on the back. Doesn't say WWE. Doesn't say NXT on it. Oh, it's just. It's I miss just, that Champa. It's I miss just. It's just got that Champa uh, black and yellow flag, and it's got the black heart where the where the stars and stri- or where the stars would be like on the. On the US flag. Uh, U.S. flag. Sorry, I just did a bunch of sneezing. Um, yeah, I didn't know about that controversy. That seems like a, a non-issue to me. It just seems like something that, uh, you know, if you're really tuned into Twitter, it's a w- real big deal. And if you talk to somebody else outside of Twitter, they'd be like, what? Right. I don't, I don't fucking know. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. Um, they, Renee Paquette interviewed... Uh, Jungle Boy and Darby Allen about the main event. So basically, the premise of the main event is those two face Sammy Guevara and MJF. And if they win, it's a four way. And if Sammy and MJF win, it's a singles match. Um, but um, Fightful Combat Club got a great promo, or Danielson and Moxley did. Oh my was, God! So Danielson's the top heel. He was a top heel, and then he cut a top babyface promo, and then Boxley cut a promo that was like basically tweeting. Maybe it was just because I liked it so much that I didn't necessarily think it was heel, but uh, just phenomenal. Um, you want to go in about what, what they were saying? I loved this so much. Um, before we get to this, can can we just double back for a second? I think, and I know I've said this in the last couple of weeks, I think that. Darby Allen, with a little bit more edge, talking shit to Jungle Boy, I think he's really coming into his own. He well for 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 this for this podcaster, for this podcaster, I'm start I'm starting to like him quite a bit more now, quite a bit. I think hell has dropped a couple degrees. I am liking I am liking the dynamic between him and Jungle Boy as two baby faces that don't like each other. That. I don't want to speed ahead too far, but we talked last week about how they were going to, of course, Darby and Jack Perry were going to win, and it was predictable, and like I always say, predictable's not always bad. You just got to tell the story right. This story's been told right, and by the end of that match, they did a really good job painting it as, hey, every man for himself, which I appreciate. So I just wanted to double back on that real fast. We can have more to say about it. Um, But... This Blackpool Combat Club promo, I got to point it out to you guys. I got to ask you guys. I'm going to put you on the spot. Brian Danielson said last night that he is a better wrestler than Bret Hart. Is he correct? What's your, um, what's the, the measure? The criteria, like, yeah. Know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving you one. Answer the fucking question. Jesus. So a complete wrestler then? I'm not giving you one. Jesus, this two okay. beer. Okay. You want to go first, two beer or three beer? You want me to go? Uh, either, th- either way, I'll just give you a short answer and just say uh, yes. 
I think I think that before we get too far into Zach's answer, I think that Zach's uh, yes. Zach's nickname right now is just two beer. I mean three beer. That's his whole nickname. Is two beer. I mean three beer. <laughs> because every time we say it, we're like, hey, two beer. I mean three beer. <laughs> uh Jason, what do you think? I'll answer the question. You're going to put me in a spot. I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question. I mean, Zach just answered the question. Yeah. yeah. I, think he, I, think you know, I think you know my answer. That that fence post up your ass kind of hurts, I'm sure. I think you know my answer. I know you do. I, I, I'm going to agree with you. Um, Brian Danielson on the back end, and I do remember him on the ROA side, and I think that's something that you're going to have to give Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, the nod. He was the man in ROH before ROH was even a thing. You know, him, Samoa Joe, AJ, plenty of other guys helped put this Joker on the map. Bret Hart was was good. He was a tag team guy. It's the way that I would want to build somebody up if it was personally me. But Brian Danson was doing things before Bret Hart was even a thought process. I'm going Brian Danson. You mean that – okay, so – the truest thing that Brian Danielson said during that promo was like, there's going to be better wrestlers than me coming after this. The point being that Brian Danielson couldn't be as good of a wrestler as he is if Bret Hart never existed. Real heels speak the truth. And that's the truth. This is the thing that I always get wrong whenever I try to say it. I try to say how many degrees Tony Hawk flipped around and uh, Zach always... Corrects me. Was it fourteen hundred? It was a nine hundred. A fourteen hundred. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. but it's like He's once never coming once down. somebody does something, then the other people are like, "Well, fuck, I can try to do that too." You know, that's that's you know, for lack of being cheesy, that's kind of the human spirit. It's like you can always you can always get better. That's why I went from the uh, the top rope body splash to the uh, moonsault, to the 450, and now uh, you got uh, crazy people like Vikingo doing springboard bottom rope 630. So who knows what's going to happen in a few years. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, but 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 it is, uh, I mean, Danielson was right. I think that if you, if you gave him sodium pentothal, he'd be like, I'm sure Danielson has nothing but mad respect for Bret Hart. It's a fun heel promo, though, but it's probably also something that he kind of believes, you know. And then Moxley's promo about, uh, Ooh, Lord have mercy, uh, uh, you know, uh, what was it, steel or uh, sharpening the blade or whatever it was. Iron sharpens iron. It basically was the. Uh, Thank you. Completely badass. Completely badass. Uh, and then Cesar, our Claudio, standing behind them. Just staring ahead, just kind of like reacting to them, just kind of, kind of smiling every once in a while. <laughs> and then, uh, then that that kid that gets their bags standing there, Jaboy. Uh, <laughs> ja forget his name, Jaboy. Ja uh, but I mean, isn't it just like one of these things is not like the other though? No, I think. It, Wouldn't it make more sense if Daniel Garcia was standing there? Honestly, no. Yeah. No, I, my yes. knee-jerk reaction is no. I think Wheeler Yuta is perfect. He's the guy that you respect the least. And when he comes in and does some 
you know, low blow bullshit. He's the guy that's getting the most heat. He's Dominic. He's the Dominic Mysterio of BCC. Nobody really likes him, but if you put him in the ring for 15 minutes and let him work, he can impress you. But in that little group, he's the least respected. You know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to He's the most swarmy of the bunch. I'm not even going to react to that. That's the truth. Calling him the Dom Mysterio of it's that the group truth. is like so fucked. That is fucked. That's that, fucked, Dom Jason. Mysterio got more more heat than anybody on the WWE roster. You watched it. Like, no, 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 no. Watch, people still watch, call Wheeler Utah. Watch, watch. You Wheeler watch. Utah. And <laughs> that watch. person might just you, be me, but people still do it. <laughs> you watch. You watch. I'm telling you, Wheeler Utah is going to be that guy that's going to be the low blow guy, the guy that's going to be, you know, the, the chop lock to the knee guy. He is going to be It would be better sneaky. if it was Daniel Garcia. I'm not, look, I'm not disagreeing with that. That ship has sailed. If you going to get pegged by Jake Cargo, call him mommy. Jesus Christ! You're at a, you're at a kids, thank you, you're thank at a you. Kids event. <laughs> Talking about Jay Cargo Pagan Wheeler Yuda. I I mean I I'd watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, that that was a tremendous promo. Just a tremendous promo. It's what BCC should be for get, the jump. Bearing the lead, we get a Moxley and uh, or we get Moxley and Omega in a cage match next week. And they gave him both time to they gave him both time to promo it up. That that match is going to be tits. Yeah, it's with nothing on the line. It's it's going to be arguably a match of the year candidate. I have high expectations for that. Mm. In a steel cage, I expect some you know schmage at some point because both sides are going to get involved. Dude, who knew that Don Callis could be such a gr- effective babyface promo? His his promo. Omega's was, you know, so-so, and I think they did the right thing by Callus interrupting him and Callus doing his thing because Callus, he was next level there. Don Callis can talk. It's just we've always seen him as the heel. When he I was love him like, as the heel, too, though. <laughs> like, no, I, yeah, I, I, obviously. But when he was like, you know, here's 21, you know, staples in my head, stitches in my head or whatever because you, he's whatever the ass. case may be. I'm just like, I want – you want to feel bad for him, but in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, what's next? And I'm waiting for Don Callis to do some shit to where I'm like, see, you ain't shit. The, the promo was great. It was great. K- Kenny was good. He did, He's so mad that, you know, it's it's beyond, he's out of character for Kenny. So Kenny's real cool and calm. Don Callis is basically, you know, talking the most shit. Both sides did really well. And everybody's so professional in this feud. That they they switch baby faces and heels pretty easily, pretty easily. Uh, Zach, what was next? Uh, next we had what we, oh yeah Willow Nightingale and Soraya. Uh, no surprise here, another loss for Willow Nightingale. Uh, but the real story was the after the match uh, twist where they're beating all the uh, the outsiders or the the new whatever they call themselves the, the modern incarnation of the outcasts are uh, beating down Willow, and they end up, uh, Sheeta comes out, looks like she's going to side with him, but then does the turn and sprays her right in the face to Paint and Jamie Hayter and Rip Baker come out. Um, so that's going to be the six-person match at the pay-per-view. Um, so uh, this is fine. I mean, we've seen this kind of angle before with like, Ishii 
uh, on their side, no seat wizards, but um, nothing, nothing really to talk about here, uh, in my opinion. Uh, my opinion also. Uh, I bet Jason has something to say. He's coming back right now. Jason, do you have any thoughts on Soraya versus Willow Nightingale and Hikaru Shida's big time fake out? Uh, I'll I'll give you thirty seconds. Got me on the fake out. I was really thinking that Shida was going to side with uh, the Outcast and then have Rio on the Britt Baker, uh, Jay Car- Jay Cargill, uh, Jamie Hater side. Good fake out. Got me. Um, obviously, this is going to be a six-woman tag at double or nothing, but, I mean, ultimately, it always comes back to me and the AEW women's title at this point, and it's even though it, it has nothing to do with Britt Baker, if Britt Baker's in the mix, which it, which is neither here nor there, but um, I don't know. It's like I said, that the, the, the swerve got me. And I, I was already, like, tweeting, like, see, I told you motherfuckers that Cheetah was going to be with the outcast. But, you know, of course, I had to quickly delete that. Um, I guess my biggest problem is it's the focus is in the wrong place. It's about the the outcast versus the Britt Baker side. And I'm calling it the Britt Baker side, even though Jamie Hayes is the world champion. Um, it is what it is. I, I just – I really hate to see Jamie Hayter getting – squandered, I'll use that word, as the AEW Women's Champion. Sheeta coming back feels more like a pawn versus something that is going to be more long-term. I thought if she was heel, you could at least put her and Jamie Hayter against each other, perhaps. Do something with that. Freshen Sheeta up a little bit, but it is what it is. We're here, so, you know, hopefully we get a good six-woman tag out of it and we go from there. I think that was a solid 90 to 100 seconds. Uh, whenever Bill, Bill and I were both like, wait, I have nothing to say. Let's see if Jason has anything to say. <laughs> anyway, I'm just making fun of you. Nah, I, uh, <laughs> I gave him 30 seconds. <laughs> you, weren't recorded, you were nowhere around taking snaps. So now the second street is in. So now I'm going to do what the fuck I want. Here comes Charlie Batch. Uh, <laughs> but um, moving on, uh, there was a the House of Black come out, or rather um, what's her name, Julia Hart comes out and says uh, they will do an open house challenge so any three competitors can team up under house rules. This is a little confusing. Um, it's like 20 second count outs, that's not confusing. No rope breaks, that's not confusing. DQs will be enforced. That is confusing because when are they not unless you say what they aren't and that's where the confusing part comes in. And then they said something about house rules like you can pick a rule. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's better for AEW in situations like this to uh, do away with as many rules as possible because none of the rules are enforced. So it makes a lot more sense just to be like, hey, guys, it's a free-for-all. And, you know, just sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah, The acclaimed are going to win. Uh, hey, guys, here here's the rules. Uh, the acclaimed are going to win, and uh, those are the rules. No rope breaks. Yeah, and uh, then, yeah, the acclaimed and, and uh, Billy Gunn won a match so that now we have Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. Billy Gunn challenging for a very respectable world trio title uh, in 2023 on pay-per-view. Uh, ahead of the Lucha Brothers and Patingo, which is who I thought was a lock to win this match, 
because honestly, if I'm shelling out 50 bucks or something, it ain't to see the Acclaim versus the House of Black um, just to see those guys. I, I, I missed it. Did you say Vikingo and the Lucha Brothers? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. that, that's who I want to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just This just felt like it was slapped together in some form or fashion. It, I just wish it had been a little more built to it. I don't, I don't have a problem with House of Black, you know, having their own open challenge rules. It feels like the Freebird rules back in the day, so I'm good with that. This Battle Royal... It was just way too many people. But having the Butcher and the Blade and the Acclaimed being the last teams, it's like... You know what happens. Yeah, that takes away all intrigue. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think ultimately this is going to be a... When you're in a plane or whatever, you can't land, they're they're circling the airport. FTR and the Acclaimed are what we want to see, ultimately. We're just going to have to wait to see it. So the acquaintance are going to have to go with Billy Gunn. If they win the trios championship, great. You know, and nothing other than a notch on their belt. Billy Gunn gets a notch on his belt. But ultimately, FTR. What played. if this was? What if this was Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> you just seen. Uh, so I, I like <laughs> once again, uh, uh, it's not a, um, a visual media. I was getting ready to get pissed. This might be this might be uh, an unpopular opinion, but the acclaimed, and I think I've I think I've honed in on my acclaimed take, and I think the acclaimed with the belts to me are big time, and the acclaimed without the belts. They're just the acclaimed again. I, I don't know. Like, I think the belts really helped them, and them not having the belts anymore just make them seem kind of uh, mid-tier again. That's my personal opinion. Jason is furrowing his eyebrows, but uh, that— Disagree. Okay. I mean, they're obviously a bigger deal now that they've held the belts because we saw how big they could be. They were a big deal before they had the belts. It's just rough because at one time they were the hottest act in the company. Like before, even before they, they had, had the belts, they were the hottest act in the company, and they just aren't anymore. And that's that's tough. And that's, that's on a TK. Tough thing to be. That I mean, I think I don't know. I don't think I don't necessarily think. I think it's on them too. No, mean, no, no, no. I don't Ricky think it's Starks, the acclaimed Wardlow. All guys that were hot. Do you like do, Jason? Do you enjoy it when I? Go against Zach, and I agree with you. Or would you rather be the lone man? Would you rather be the lone man? I'm usually the lone man on the uh, screaming in the corner. (laughs) Get off my goddamn lawn! Um, I'm usually the lone man, and and that's okay. I just for for me, I'm sorry the 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 track record of guys that have been hot, and then TK has took them off the burner is pretty bad. Wardlow is at the top of the list, and we all agree with that. Yeah, that Ricky Starks is somebody that I personally think kinda that happen, should be. Kind of happens with every promotion, though. Okay, Wardlow shouldn't be happening with any promotion. Number one, let's get. Let's, but you know, like we, like get, like Rusev Day, like Damian Mizdow, you know, shit like that. Like, okay. it happens. Fandango. That's WWE. This is. I said any promotion. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll move along. Ricky Starks is somebody that beat Chris Jericho, and now you have him in a Juice Robinson, Jade White, 
you know, scrum or whatever. And I think we all agree that Jay White's a little bigger than this, but he's in that mix to begin with. Um, who else? We, I was just saying that uh, somebody else. Willow, Willow Nightingale. We'll just talk on the women's side. She is a major one push, one push away from being the next women's star that's not named Britt Baker. TK has a serious problem with making guys hot, and then when it's good, he takes them off the burner. That makes absolutely no sense. If you're going to push somebody, push them and then keep pushing them or don't push them at all. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I just um, I don't know, they claim they're very hot. Their act's a little shallow. They're good wrestlers, especially Bowen. Um, it's a house show act, really. Now, in my opinion, that's just what I'm saying. Even though I really like the guys involved. Wow, <laughs> they're there to pop crowds. I, I don't even, I, I don't even disagree with it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's next? Uh, let's see. This is getting to where the end of where I uh, saw. So I'm we had uh, we had yeah, Sammy Guevara and MJF backstage where they're kissing each other's heads. It seemed a little forced to me. Uh, we talked about uh, Omega and Don Callis, uh, the Wardlow squash. So Wardlow squashes a jobber and then grabs a mic and says, I'm not done. Christian Cage, come on out. So Christian Cage, come out with your monsters, what he says. He comes out with Luchasaurus. Christian Cage says the title shot's not for him. The title shot's for me, which kayfabe style kayfabe. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But as a fan... And as a Christian Mark, I was like, thank God. I'd rather see Christian versus Wardlow. That doesn't mean that we're not going to get Wardlow uh, Luchasaurus someday, but I would rather see a double or nothing Christian versus Wardlow and Christian put Wardlow over. Jason, what say you? It just just reinforces what I said beforehand. If you didn't take the title off of Wardlow, you kept him hot, you wouldn't have to do this all over again. I mean, the match should be fine. I agree with you. Wargo should go over. Um, I agree with you again. You, you probably get Luchasaurus on Keep the back. Keep agreeing end. with me. I like it. it, it, it trust me. It, it, it never lasts long. You know that. Um, how many how many power bombs are going to take before uh, Christian separates the shoulder and is out for nine months? On that power bomb One. <laughs> okay. Motherfucker's I mean, 50. Wargo should be past this. It, it, it is what it is. It is. Should if, be past Christian? I don't know. Christian's up. Yes, he's – yeah, he should be past this. Okay? Well, yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, but we can't go back in time, Jason. We have to move forward. Okay, well, at this point, yawn. Wake me until we get somebody that's going to actually threaten Wardwell for the time. All right, fine. Fair enough. Yawn is a, a better thing than saying, well, this is what I said a long time ago. Uh, what do you have to say, Zach? I think it's I a better match for the pay-per-view. Okay, so I'll sure. it now. Say it again. I think it's a better match for the pay-per-view, for sure. Nice. Okay, we're back on the same page. Me and Zach are back on the same page. God, that, that feels good. Uh, how, old did I say, how old did I say Christian Cage was? I say he's 50. He's 49. He'll be 50 this year in November. Um, not either one of our birthdays, but November 30th. Uh, so... Coming up next, we had Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> Jay Lethal, <laughs> Satnam Singh, and um, help me out. What's his name? 
uh, Sanjay Dutt, they went to Sandy Fork, Delaware, to visit Mark Briscoe, which ended up being uh, the the entire sketch wasn't funny. It was pretty funny, but Mark Briscoe's performance when they knocked on the door and he answered the door with his baby and uh, Sanjay Duck goes, what a cute little girl. And he goes, boy, (laughs) that made me laugh. His delivery of boy was so fucking funny to me. You had Daddy Briscoe make his way into the he made his way into the show too. Said, "Watch out for those two weirdos wearing overalls." And he said, "Which one?" He said, "Both of them," <laughs> because Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh were both wearing overalls. I'm sorry, this was sports entertainment at its best. This was funny, Jason. Yeah. Um- He's always funny too. Right? <laughs> I would be I would be remiss if I didn't think it was funny. Um. The overall comment was funny. It's just, it's a mismatch. Cute little girl. Boy! Right? (laughs) And I don't have kids, but if I did, I would have the same reaction. And the maid gets called a boy all the time. time. All the time. Because we don't, you know, if we're at Aldi, she's not wearing a dress, and she it's not like she has long hair. Right. So she gets called a boy, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't care. She's. She's non-sexual. She's a fucking twenty-month-old, right. so it doesn't matter. A lot of people get pissed off about it, though. No, ultimately, as much as I don't like Jeff Jarrett, this was a good enough use for Jeff Jarrett and company. They get another title shot against uh, FTR at Double or Nothing, which I guess whatever. You guys beat the singles. Whatever. Jason, Just get it uh, over uh, with, uh, I'm sorry. Zach, when was the last time you were mistaken for a girl? Um, let's see. Today is Thursday. Uh, so uh, probably uh, about uh, 23 years ago. We celebrated all here on the Band hair. from Ringside podcast. This is Band from Ringside. We celebrated all here, baby. Um. I know you didn't watch this. Uh, this is going. This is worth going back and watching on YouTube, though, Zach. You will laugh. Uh, we had Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Ricky Starks goes over. Jay White comes in, uh, fucks up Ricky Starks. This is not the. This is not the way I envisioned Jay White coming into AEW. But alas, uh, life is pain, and you don't always get what you want. Any thoughts on this, Jason? Um, on both sides, didn't think where Ricky Starks would be feuding with Juice. Didn't think. Well, actually, I, I said it. I don't want Jay going straight to the top. So, in this scenario, a, a feud before he gets to the, the top of the card is okay. Um, it shouldn't be with Ricky Starks at this point. I'm, it's a, it's the embarrassment of riches, but now you just don't know how to work. All of these great fucking toys, you gotta get to figure out how you can work them together, and that's the biggest problem with AEW. Uh, Zach, any thoughts? I know you didn't see it. No, it does. Uh, I don't know. This would be. I don't know what I would have them do, but this does seem like. I don't know this program. I don't like any of these people in this program. I don't like them doing these things. I like all the people that are in it. I just don't like them doing what they're doing. Next up, they had the uh, 
the advertisement, the vignette for the firm deletion match, which is basically going to be uh, the deletion match. I forget what they called it when it was in TNA the yeah, first time the at Hardy, the, the uh, Hardy Compound, now. which is a cinematic match that uh, is probably going to be pretty goofy. I'm guessing. What was the name of the the uh, drone? It was called. Uh, God damn! Yeah, something, it was called something one, like VR one or something. No, Copter one or something. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I I will watch it. I'm not. They're gonna put it on Rampage, and I think that's a terrible idea because um, if they put it on Rampage and Rampage is coming on early this week, TNT at four thirty in the afternoon because of basketball games. Four thirty or five, depending. And on people are watching that. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" That is a that's advanced wrestling stuff. You have to fucking love wrestling more than I do to more enjoy do. to enjoy that at four thirty in the afternoon. I think that's a bad idea, but um, you know. No, it is what it is. I'm also not a billionaire. I'm not a self-made billionaire by like Tony Khan. Wait, he didn't make his own money. <laughs> oh no, I think that my bad. Uh, this, sorry. Um, this is part of the. They did it last year. They're doing it this year. I think this is part of the. What's going to happen long term? You know, when you start doing big business, and you know, you you have to acquiesce to Warner Brothers or whoever it is. Well, you can't do dark. You can't do elevation. You got these three shows. You got to do it like this. Well, I bet it's going to suck. I, I'm willing to watch it. I'm, it I'm would, willing to watch. The only the only way it'll be cool is if like the drone. Like, if Jeff Hardy's, like, gone for, like, 30 minutes and they can't find Jeff Hardy, and then they find him, like, behind his shed, like, just pounding fireball stop, shots. Stop, <laughs> Wait, shit, dude. God <laughs> damn. You ain't hit no weed yet, man. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, damn. So, <laughs> where's Jeff at? Where's Jeff? And Jeff's in the corner like, oh, I'll, I'll be out in a second. He's got, like, a 99 bananas in the fireball. He's putting them together. He's like, oh. Uh, okay. So then we had the four pillars tag team match, of course. Darby and Darby and uh, Jungle Jack Perry go over. Like I said before, I thought this was really well done because the two heels started getting pissed off at each other because they were trying to take credit for the for the pin each time. They basically had it won, and then Jungle Jack Perry comes in, cleans house, gets ready to do the pin. Darby Allen does a blind tag and goes to do a coffin drop, and Jungle Jack Perry has to get the fuck out of the way. And then Sammy Guevara takes a pretty, pretty rough, Ugh. pretty rough coffin drop. Ugh. Like he rolled out of the way, like he was kind of pissed about it after he got pinned uh, because he didn't stay down for all three. Uh, it wasn't like in NJPW where they stay down for all three, but they just kind of like lift a leg at the very end and like red shoes doesn't count it. Uh, I wish those NJPW guys would kick out a little bit harder. That well, being said, you're the guy that took the chop too. So I have the most credibility here? Yes. Uh, I'm the only real worker on the podcast. <laughs> what do you think about this match, Jason? I thought it was uh, – the match itself I thought was good. It was a really good main event. Um, you had the intrigue of MJF going into the locker room, pulling Jungle Boy aside, you know, planting seeds of dissension, Darby coming in and – you know, already thinking about, I don't necessarily have to 
like you, but I got, I have to kind of trust you. And now MGF's doing this. So obviously leading into the match, you had, you know, more so drama than you thought you would have to begin with. Sammy and MGF going sideways was perfect. And it just leads to the finish. I know I said that this is what I wanted to begin with. And I still want that. I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing that they took this scenic route to get here. Guys got their reps. And I think ultimately that's what is the most important thing. Sammy Guevara got to be on the main stage for a little bit. MJF, obviously, but obviously um, Jungle Boy and um, Darby Allen got some uh, reps as well. So at the end of the day, I have no problem with this whole angle it was good to start i was excited about it then i'm still excited about it now it was a sprinkle of a preview of what could be so i'm all for it you know predictable isn't always bad i agree with my man over here on this one so in this scenario it i'm i'm good with it you know let's just see now from this point how do you build the next couple weeks to make it hotter We've already got the match. Now you got to build on it a little bit more. How many weeks away are we? A couple weeks. I was going to say it's at the end of the month, if I'm not mistaken. Zach, thoughts? You got one pillar, two pillars, three pillars, four pillars. You throw in a couple potatoes, get it simmer for the next couple weeks. Baby, you got a stew going. (laughs) Don't throw that bone away. You got to put that in a broth. You got a stew. Um, Okay, so... That's going to do it for our three count. One, two, three. Incredible analysis by Three Beers Act Paul. Just incredible analysis. Um, Best in the business. So, so, Zach, it's the three count. I don't know how much time you have left. We have backlash predictions or we have Don Toku. What would you like uh, to do? I'm probably good. Dexter's throwing a javelin right now, and then uh, he's going to do shot put. So you guys pick. Okay, so, um, well, I'd rather you be here for predictions, to be honest. Did he just, did, wait a minute. He's watching the javelin. Okay. Sorry, yeah, Dex is throwing right now. You guys go ahead. I was going to say, did he get stabbed by the javelin? Hey, everybody, we got some predictions this week. <laughs> Dexter killed his own father. So, okay, so this is backlash in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, uh, as Donald sure. Trump would say it. So, um, all right, so what I'm a little bit confused about is that Wikipedia has no match here for Rey Mysterio. So Rey Mysterio is not having a match at this I'm fucking pretty sure he's, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not. Okay, uh, then I'm going to cross this one out. Because I just assumed that that was going to be on there. When I filled this out on Tuesday, and I just assumed it would be on Wikipedia by today, but it's not. No, so, I thought they had that match. Um, I guess that was Monday when uh, Don was getting booed out the building. It's a uh, it's a seven match card then, and uh, we're going to start with Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai for the Raw Women's Championship. Jason, what do you got? I mean said it earlier it's going to be a title switch you know you can't have a title switch without one person 
having the title beforehand. So, you know, it should be as ultimately this this needs to be a show, showcase for EO Sky. If you didn't know EO Shirai in the stardom and you don't know who she is in NXT, this is the chance for those who don't know her to get to know her. Pretty good opponent, Bianca, but ultimately Bianca Belair who should retain. I'm assuming that Zach's still on mute, so I'm going to put down Bianca Belair for him unless he screams at me. I am also good taking. Call. I'm also taking Bianca Belair. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, some, one of these days they're going to take the belt off of her, but they're not going to do it on a match that nobody's looking forward to. So, I'm taking Bianca Belair. I'm looking forward to it. It's just it's not going to be a title. No, change. I mean, but when you look at the when you look at the card, it just it's not there. Um, fair. Let's go with Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. Puerto Rico. Puerto uh, Rico's on. No, a, sh- go ahead. This is a tough call. This is, uh, this is uh, definitely not the Stone Cold Blood Pipe Block of the Week. I think, shouldn't it be? No, he's being facetious. <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck? This is the Jason dunk doesn't of know dunks. what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that is so well fucking. That is well an in, that's an inside well joke. That's a very, well a very inside joke. <laughs> Have we ever told that story here? <laughs> I think once on or the twice. podcast. I think once or twice. Yes, I think I'm gonna go ahead and say. Would you like the, to tell the story, or should I tell the story? I wasn't there. I would tell the story very quickly. Me and a few friends were out. We're having some drinks. I was talking to a friend. I used the word facetious. Um, uh, I was being facetious. And then a random white woman looked at me and was like, I didn't know that black people knew the word facetious. And then I had to stop my friend from beating her ass. It was a big-ass deal. Neither here nor there. Not a male beating her (laughs) ass. It was was another female trying to beat beat her ass. ass. Yeah. Which is great. Shout out to Sherry. I love you, babe. I didn't <laughs> know black men knew the word facetious. No, black people. Can black you imagine? Can you imagine saying that to somebody? It was good. Th- good thing it was like, even if what? you believe it, like I do. Can you imagine saying it out loud? You know what I mean? This is where I think, like, if there's reincarnation. No, I'm sorry, that was so bad. No, I got. I must spin off of this because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. If I, if there's reincarnation, I hope I'm not one of those guys. You know, like that narrow-minded. That like so closed off for the rest of the world that my way is the right way and everything that just me and my people say are the smartest thing in the world and everybody else is just the stupid motherfuckers. I'm like, dude, I get it. This I wasn't a post-Trump world either. This <laughs> no, was like 2007 no. or 2008 no. or something, Trump, right? Trump was basically the apprentice if the apprentice was even a thing at this we point. We might have had a black president when this happened. Maybe. Maybe I was getting ready to say I would almost say this is right around the which is Obama. when I thought we were post-racial. <laughs> That's the next drop we need on uh, this motherfucker is the the big X. You know this is why this wrong. is why I don't tell people that I work with that I have this that I have this podcast. Like, okay, I, I do not want I do not want Tasha listening to this. Podcast. Oh, Tasha would have a field day with your ass. She, no, she loves me. <laughs> no, she'd be like, what you saying last night? I heard what you <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, don't she'd listen, be, Tasha. I'm not saying, she'd be the one holding, you, holding your ass to task. Okay, what's next? Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. I said he was being facetious, so who do you have? You have Rhea Ripley? Come on now. Okay, so everybody's got Rhea Ripley. Okay, that was Come that was now. that was fun. That, was a, that was a fun little detour into racism. 
<laughs> so uh, next up, uh, we have Seth Rollins versus Omos. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Zach, I'm going to go first. No, Zach, I'm going to go first. Zach, I'm going to go first. Zach missed my AKA tonight. Oh, he which was Omos only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades. Um, so who do you have, Jason? I'm going to go first. Please. Because I'm going to let you guys figure out how you going to dig, yeah, yeah, yeah. dig your ass out of this hole. Obviously, I'm taking Seth Rollins. Him and Drew McIntyre, I think, are going to be the two finalists for the new WWE Championship. I'm going to go pee. I'm going to try to close my ears as you jokers try to talk your way out of not picking Seth Rollins. I'll let the heat So cold like lock, lock of the week. I'm going to put that on that too. That's how Ooh, far I'm I wouldn't going. do that. I'll, I'll, that's how far I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, the human calendar go next. What do you think, Zach? Uh, this is definitely Seth Rollins. Okay. So, uh, I can't believe you took Omos, Zach. <laughs> Jason, saw, Jason can't hear us right now. No, he can't. No, no, you can't hear us. Um, I would love to pick Omos, and I know that there are a lot of people out there that are picking Omos for this because they're like, oh, well, Seth Rollins can build his way back as a babyface. Hey, guys, that ain't the way that WWE does things. Uh, it's not going to be Omos. It is going to be Seth Rollins. I'm taking Seth Rollins with a caveat that this is not my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week because I could see them doing something uh, a little bit stranger. What is my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week is Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Those, oh, are, my yeah, two, those are my two Stone, Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. Um, Troll Nuggies like, you, you know it can't be Troll Boy. Troll Boy, you know why it can't be you, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so we have four matches left. Four matches that are pretty pretty interesting, I would say. Let's start with uh, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. Bad Bunny uh, from Puerto Rico. Sorry, Puerto Rico. Horrible. And listen, I'm not saying this to make fun of people from Puerto Rico. Uh, my good friend Marcos... Uh, who Jason knows always puts on Facebook every year. Please do not wish a happy Cinco de Mayo to Puerto Ricans. So don't do that tomorrow, uh, which I always think is a very funny thing to post. Um, this is Bad Bunny's first singles match. He has been in Royal Rumbles. He's been in tag matches. I don't think this is going to go on last. I think we talked about this last week. I I do think that Bad Bunny is going to win, though, so I'm taking Bad Bunny. Uh, who you got, Jason? Mm. Um, damn. This is going to be interesting. You um, got to be fucking kidding me. You think that fucking Damian Priest is going to be Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico? They both come from Puerto Rico. I mean, it's it, they, they kind of yeah, spilled it all out. One of them is the biggest fucking stars in the world, and the other one is Damian Priest. The other, <laughs> one, the other one's Punishment Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll take bad, buddy. God damn it. You, you, I mean, I don't want to talk you into it. You proud oh, me into oh, man, it. I should have let him. I should have just yeah, let him. He totally did. He, he I couldn't just, believe it, though. I was amazed. <laughs> no, I was going to say I was going to make the case for it, but never mind. Zach, who you got? I think they give, they put some smiles on some Puerto Rican faces and they make it uh, bad, buddy. 
Any chance this closes it out? No. I'd say there's a 30% chance. Okay. That's uh, if Brock opens the show. Brock and Cody open the show because Brock wants to get on his jet like five minutes after the bed. Yeah, it's a long okay, that's, flight. Okay, it's a long that's, flight from Puerto I, I, Rico. I was going to say, that's the only match that I thought would be the, the main It's a event. long flight from Puerto Rico to Manitoba or Saskatchewan or wherever the fuck he's from. Well, I mean, damn. It, it, it's not like this card is shit, but I mean, what bad no, bunny is going to be? I don't think this card is shit. Is, I, I think this is a pretty good, this is a pretty decent card. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But, I mean, if you're Triple H or Vince... Bad Bunny's going to main event with Punishment Martinez? But there is... So now I'm arguing against myself. There is no bigger star that they've had Unreal. had a I bigger... I should take Damian Priest. Take Damian Priest? Nope. You want to? Nope. <laughs> you are proud beat me into pussy. it. <laughs> you fucking pussy. You fucking pussy. I'll uh, run the fly uh, route. Uh, Fuck it. All right. So we have the 3 on 3 match, which is Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle versus the Usos and Solo Sokoa. Lots of chances for some. Uh, give them the just to be generous for some storytelling here, which is to say some chicanery. Yeah. Uh, three beers, Zach. Who do you got? Uh, they've been beating the Uso. Like there's a three, the six man, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think the heels win because there's no belts on the line. Yeah, I think there's no belt on the line. Riddle's going to get the pin. He's going to take the pin. Who do you have? I'm taking the baby faces. I'm, I'm a little surprised that uh, Dubier went against uh, his number one pick overall in, the, in our uh, BFR draft. I think this is just adding more layers to the bloodline decline. You know, you said it on uh, talking about SmackDown's main event. Solis and Cole is coming out there to do, somebody's, do somebody in. Now, who it is, what it happened... We'll get there at some point, but to me, this is um, more so of the bloodline decline. I'm going to take the baby faces, KO, Sammy, and Riddle on this one. I'm with Jason once again. I'm taking the baby faces. I think that Solo turns on the Usos, and some shit happens. I'm taking and the backlash. Baby- yes. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm taking the baby faces at backlash. Also, uh, <laughs> Zach's on an island here. We were all lined up the whole the way island there. of relevancy. <laughs> what a pro! See, I was gonna say, what a fucking pro! I was pro. thinking it. I was just like, never mind. What a pro here! I didn't even set him up for that. We didn't talk about that before, people. We didn't talk about that before. As soon as you said out, I was just like, and there's the alley. All right, three beers coming so, up. Like, so, there's two matches left, and the I, I save the two matches that I want to see the most for last. I will save the Cody Brock Lesnar for last. Next up, we have Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, and Bronson Reed for the U.S. title in a Vegas special triple threat match. Uh, I'm going to go first here because I haven't gotten first in a while. Uh, considering that Bronson are considering that Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley are going to be on the same show. They're both going to be on SmackDown. And Bronson Reed's going to be on Raw. I'm going to take Bronson Reed as the least likely to win. And maybe I shouldn't have said that to you guys, but um, I'm going to take Bobby Lashley and I'm going to take Austin Theory as the second most to win. Uh, Zach, you're up next. 
Oh, three-way, huh? Uh... Wait, you get yeah. me. You get me all hot and bothered okay. every time you say it. <laughs> oh, I. This is tough stuff. Oh, oh what are we doing? Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with uh, Bronson Reed, least likely. Uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley second, and then. Um, I can't remember his name. Theory. Theory is going to retain. Jason. Hmm. I guess I'm seeing things a little differently now. Not really, but just. Wait, what you have? Well, what I do you think... mean you're seeing things differently? Well, I thought we were supposed to be true to our, like, our original picks. I'm not saying I'm going to switch my pick. I'm just thinking that with the mid-card titles, you know, switching. This is unbelievable. Alright, I'm just make your I'm, picks. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to stick my pick. I'm going to go least to most. I'm going to go Bobby Glassley the most least likely because I think he's in line at some point to go with against Roman Reigns. Love it. At some point, we've been talking about it. Yeah. We wanted to do it. Let's to just fucking do it. do it. Do it. It's time to do it. Do it. Uh, second in uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I really want to pick Bronson Reed to win this shit, but I'm do not going to do it. Do it. No, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll, bro- I'll do Bronson Reed at number one. I'll go Austin Theory at two. You browbeating me into this shit. I wanted to I do it anyway. I'm two of them, and then you're going to win. No, I'm, no, this is the one so I wanted to do. So if you win, it actually means I win too. No, you can take like 1A credit. Bronson Reed won Austin Theory 2. I thought they were hey, to do it anyway. I'm going to let you go first so you can't just piggyback off of me and Zach's pick. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker here. <laughs> we have Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Who you um, got, Jason? The conventional wisdom is Brock. It makes total sense. But if you're going to tell the story... The conventional got- wisdom is Brock? Yeah, because he's the... The com- you know he look if you look at these two jokers. Hold on, yeah. hold on, Zach. Would you say the conventional wisdom is Brock? I think what he means is uh, it's hard to bet against Brock. Or maybe okay. I'm wrong. Okay, Jason, who you got? I'm gonna take Cody on this one because you can't have the story being finished without him beating Brock Lesnar. If it goes to second round, so be it. That second round will be at SummerSlam. Yep. I think this one. It, it has to at least. I, I really feel it has to go to Cody. If Brock wins, he wins, and that's no, and that's not a knock against Cody Rhodes. You lose to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I mean, there's two worst guys to lose against to. But I really think at some point you're going to get Cody back on track. This is a good time to do it. Why not, Cody Rhodes? Uh, so Zach, who are you taking? I've got Cody, but I think that they run it back in Saudi and Brock trounces uh, America right in front of all those Saudis. <laughs> Man, all three of us have Cody. I'm taking Cody also. See, I thought the conventional wisdom was Cody. Unless they're just going to beat Cody down until next year's WrestleMania. I don't think it's going to be that far. I just think that just looking at Brock, Brock Lesnar's WWE resume versus Cody Rhodes' WWE resume. 
Not even close. If you add the AEW resume, not all, even close. All codes lead to Rhodey. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, trademark that shit too. We should have got all roads to lead to Roman. You got that shit, WWE. We gonna trademark that shit right now. All right, so this is not bad. Like there were only seven matches. We have five that are the exact same. But Zach took the heels on the three on three. So he took the the uh, Samoans, and all three of us have different first place guys for the triple threat. So that'll be fun to watch. Uh, that's I think it'd be a fun match, match to watch to begin with. I mean, that's probably that. Those are the those last two are the ones I'm probably, looking forward yeah, to the most. Outside of that, everything else should be tried. I love I love Brock match. I love every single Brock match because I just want to see how they book it. Like, how much is he going to sell? How many suplexes are they going to do? How many F5s? Now, I, I just like to see how they Brock book it. Brock is a, a very interesting guy to book because you have to book him strong, but you can't book the other guy too strong. So, I mean, it's it's going to be one to watch. Are you going wa- to be watching it live? That's Saturday afternoon, correct? Yes. Like noonish our time? No, it's it's in America. So it's is it? Oh it's, no, it's in Puerto Rico. So is which it, is America? So by the way. is it night or or is it a nighttime or a daytime? Dude, they're down by like. I know where they are, motherfucker. I'm like just two asking, hours ahead of us. I'm or asking something. you what times does the show start? That's all I'm asking. Seven o'clock, I guess. Okay, so I'll be at work. I'll watch it after I get off work. Uh, Zach, how much do you know about time zones? Um, I mean, some. <laughs> it's got to be either East Coast or one off. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it might be two off. Anyway, that's going to do it for our three count. <laughs> All right, what did you guys All think? Right, I know I, I know this is going to be my, my, my count, but I got to duck out now because I got to get dinner for my family. So um, thanks for having me. Sorry that I uh, was out in late and out early. Um, he said, "Thanks for having me." Yeah, he said, "Thanks for answering the phone." He's been on 270 episodes of this shit. <laughs> thanks for ha- <laughs> thanks for having me. Ah, you're all, that's I mean, how you're I right. still feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel lucky every time I say it to my. I, I say thank you to my wife after sex every time. <laughs> hey, hey, Zach, you owe me 270. <laughs> all right, see you, dude. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Alright, so let's get to Dunk Hut. Dunk Taku real fast. You okay? You gonna be able to do this? I mean, we can make this an under under yes. two hour pod. Yes, I'm I'm with you. Let's go, 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 go. Did you watch Duntaku? Of course I did. What was your favorite match? Um Main event I thought was probably the, the match of the night. Um I like the fact that the Zack Sabre Jr. Jeff Cobb match went to a time limit draw. I thought that was a nice dichotomy of ZSJ's technical style trying to throw around the Imperial unit that is one Jeff Cobb. Uh, I think that they're going to run it back. It sounds like it's going to be at uh, Dominion, but neither here nor there. Just things to look out for moving forward. Um, Aussie Open, Bishamon, and 
House of Torture are going to do a triple threat match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Uh, David Finley and ELP are going to resume their feud. David Finley beat Tamatanga. That's one of the few things that I didn't like. Excuse me. I think Tamatanga is kind of underutilized in the uh, New Japan world. Neither here nor there. No, he, I, I'm not saying that. Finley didn't beat him. Finley killed him. I'm not going that Damn far. Damn near killed him. I'm not going that far. It was it was, it was, was basically nip and tuck for the first 10 minutes, and then the last five or six, you made Finley look like the killer, quote-unquote, that he's supposed to be. But if you're going to do that, I get it. David Finley is not very well received as Bullet Club leaders, so you're going to have to make somebody the, the martyr. I just wish it wouldn't be Tom Otager. So, Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton were tremendous during that Jeff Cobb-Zack Sabre Jr. match because they kept stressing how Zack Sabre Jr. could just run out the 15 minutes and that he doesn't mind doing that because he's smaller than Jeff Cobb and Jeff Cobb's really big. And they were like, at six minutes, they were like, Jeff Cobb's being really patient. He just he must know that he can just get him at some at some point. The last three minutes of that match were really exciting because I could see Jeff Cobb taking the belt off Zack Sabre Jr. at that point, you know. Make Zack Sabre Jr. chase it uh, as the new part of the TMDK, which are my favorite faction in wrestling. <laughs> I love them. They are good. Did you see the promo that is that is boycott? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm Zach Saber. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm Zach Saber Junior. Oh, I'm wearing this jacket because I like rock and roll, guys. Shane Hayes is good. He's he's yeah. quietly a very good promo. So I want a T. I want TMDK uh, merch. Uh, so if anybody's listening out there, but um, he goes in the large. The <laughs> XL, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, powerful dryer. Make it a double XL, okay? Uh, but they were tremendous telling the story of Zack Sabre Jr. being okay to wait it out. and He chose not to. He chose not to. What bothers me about that match, and this is becoming a theme, is the refereeing. Zack Sabre Jr. was on his back with his shoulders against the mat. Retchu's got to be counting there. I'm sorry. Like that's a that's a li- that's the little bit of realism that I want to make it just give it that next level. No, you know what I mean? Totally fair. Totally fair. That was I love it when some dudes got In fact, they ended that Liv Morgan Ronda Rousey match that way and I thought it was I thought it was pretty badass. Find the tape. Like I was like that's kind of a cool way to end the match. No, I don't have a problem with the fact that it ended in the draw, I thought that, especially with Zack Sabre Jr., I think this is a, a good person to establish this new TV title that they have going. Totally. The, Jeff Cobb is the type of dude that could take it off of him and not have it be weird. And I was thinking about that. As the in fact, they're going, probably like on the same level pretty much. Where... Now, if Jeff Cobb just, let's say he won it at, at Duntaku, I'm like, okay, so how do you get it off of Jeff Cobb in 15 minutes? This is going to be, like, something that you can really run if you – and you can run it with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. if you wanted to. So, I mean, this is going to be something that um, 
Gato and company are going to have to figure it out. So They're going to run it back at uh, Dominion, which is always good. Right. This is something that I never really thought about until a couple of weeks ago when I listened to you guys do the podcast without me. I never thought about Sonata actually winning against Okada. I don't think anybody did. I thought it was, it sounded stupid to me. Now I see him, I think he looks he looks incredible. That match with Takahashi, that match with Hiromu uh, at this pay-per-view uh, was start. tremendous. You know, it was the same type of NJPW shit where the last four minutes are completely insane, reversal, reversal, reversal. But if that's a style, that's a style I'm down with. Um, I was, I said it on this podcast, I was a little that sick. That shining of, wizard where yep. Hiromu basically it felt like he was doing like a, a 450 at some point. He never came down. That was that was the point where I was like, God damn. I got it. Great I, match, though. I got, yeah, but. Like I said on this podcast, I was getting kind of sick of Okada. I don't necessarily. The only the only character change he's ever had is he starts doing the money Okada. clip. No, he starts doing the money clip more. No, that's it, the only character change. I think, I think the balloon Okada is something that a lot of people forget. I forgot about it a little bit. But money clip Okada. Now, now he has the never wait six man title. Interesting. With, with Ishii and uh That's Ishii and Tanahashi to and, me is the the dynamic of this title reign or whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, but Okada wrestled the last five minutes of that match against two guys the entire time. Tanahashi with a broken rib. Yeah. I think this is gonna be what they wanted to do to begin with. Now when you have a broken rib Tanahashi and you have to try to make this work. I think they made it work. It was probably like my third favorite match of the night. Um, so Sonata got the title match because he won the New Japan Cup? Yes. Okay. So, who wins G1? We haven't even got the fucking... We, we're talking about best of the Super Juniors first, okay? Dude, it's a slowdown. It's a slowdown. Hey, man. It's I know. A, hey, I know. it's a podcast. I know. I get you. You can guess whatever you want. Okay, but... Here's yes. here's why I'm saying let's just you slow can down say for Eugene a <laughs> actually put Eugene <laughs> in the, the G1. put them in the G1. This is why I'm saying slow down. So like David Finley just won the Never Open Weight Championship. Um, Yoda Suji just came over back from. Um, I think we're gonna see Hikaleo in there. Right. So I mean, let's just. There's still a couple months to just flush it out. Let's see what the. Just an early prediction, man. That's all I'm asking for. Like, it's the, not that hard. Just cha- say, just say Okada. Cha- no, I'm not. As the champion that's Sonata, there are so many options that you can put up with. Will Ospreay, Okada, Naido, uh, Shingo. Um, Naido. Oh, it's not going to be Naido, but I'm just saying, you get my point. Okay? Evil. Evil. Anybody that has LIJ connections to Sonata is in play. Just, and then anybody that... Just make a prediction. Well, Ospreay. <laughs> really? You you browbeat me into it, I'll go Will Ospreay. Because if, if I'm thinking about it, Will Ospreay will hold that shit. Okada beats Sonata at some point down the line. You get it. Okada, there's only, Will Ospreay, there's only, there's next only, it, 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 
like really like if you think about like the last two or three years, the way they've been telling stories since the pandemic, right? So they had a guy, they tried a guy, then they got the old guy, and then they tried a guy, and then they got the old guy, and now they got the new guy. There's only one person that can win this year's G1. Just one guy. Yano. This is banned from ringside. Yes, hey, everybody, we got some birthdays this week. <laughs> you got my ass. I'm like, really? I'm like, really? I'm leaning in. <laughs> Mr. Fuji would have been 88, RIP. Uh, Orange Cassidy is 39. Brian Knobs is 59. Brian Knobs is only 20 years older than Orange Cassidy. In my head, that does not sound They are right. 55. Yeah, maybe I did the math wrong, actually. <laughs> uh, Cole Cabana, a couple months younger than me. He's 43. Dakota Kai is 35. Piper Niven is 32. Owen Hart. R.I.P. R.I.P. is 58. Tangaloa is 40. K.O. My dog. My absolute fucking dog is 39. <laughs> uh, Will Osprey is 30. They have the same birthday. Tomas, you know, Tomasa Champa and the Oskai. Whoa, they, how many people have the same birthday? I think it's Owens, Osprey, Ciampa, and Eo Sky. All uh, same day? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, May, May 8th, maybe, or something? Whatever. Something like that. I wish I knew it. Uh, that would have made me a real KO mark. Right. Tito Santana is 70, and William Regal. 55. Rabbit fever. Hey everybody, Holy we know shit. there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. Kadichiwa, bitches. For Murray the Murray Man, Murray for Electric Chris, for Check. Patriot Pat, for Joey O'Farrell, for Tinder Mahal, Check. for Vice. Check. Black Lives Matter. Check. Don't choke people out until they're dead if they're just bothering you. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess you don't watch the news. Ah, uh, for Two Bears, Zach Pullman, for my wife there, for the dog, Reba, for Check. Sander, for Millie, Check. the cats, Check. for Jason Cornelius Bell, for Three Beer, I'm Bill Veggie and Boo the Heels. Boo.